Welcome everyone to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Botcher. Terrific. This episode, we have our 11th edition of Recent Animal Stories and Attacks. Now, this is where we cover stories that have happened in the last two months-ish. Now, I should say that since uh, coronavirus and people being on lockdown, not that many attack stories have come <laughs> out. Uh, I had to kind of dig to find some more than usual. But we do, I, I was able to find a couple, so we do have some attack stories, and as well as some other interesting animal stories. We also went on location trying to find an attack story this Oh, well, week. yeah, we went to Antelope Island in, here in the Great Salt Lake. There is, we saw some bison. Oh, yeah. yeah they have some, like, semi-free-ranging bison. Other than that, it's kind of a dump. Yeah. But they had, we saw, as we were driving through... Because um, they, they have a big road you can drive to the other end of the island on. This was on the day that they opened. They finally opened the park. It was like the first day it was open. Oh, it was so crowded. But we saw there was one, there was a lone uh, buffalo off on its own. And we saw two people walking up towards <laughs> yeah. it, trying to see how close they were getting. I'm thinking, oh, man, get your camera out. Let's make sure, see if we can get something. <laughs> but, eh, they're like, uh, too bad for us. Yeah, no, nobody happened. nobody got hurt or injured yeah. by a bison that day. Dang it. <laughs> But yeah, we've got lots of cool, uh, interesting stories I think everyone will enjoy. And we will also, we're also going to talk quite a bit about how coronavirus and people on lockdown has affected some animals around the world. Oh, okay. That's kind of, kind of a big theme of the show as well. It's going to be a fun and interesting episode. And Dave, you have a story for us yeah. as well? Yeah. Great. Well, we hope everyone enjoyed the last episode all about the weasel on steroids, the fearless wolverine. Uh, they're a really cool animal, so go back and check that episode if you haven't yet. Yeah. Yeah, Dave, and everything is still pretty weird around the world. We hope everyone is doing okay and yeah. getting through the strange time. Uh, Dave, your family, along with my parents and my roommate, are like the only people I swear I've seen or I've talked to <laughs> in the last couple of weeks. So, And I'm not sick of you yet. So oh, good. <laughs> but uh, as always, we are joined in this studio by Professor Cheetor. Hello, gentlemen. Did you know that a person who stays at home for more than 20 days has an 80% chance of becoming institutionalized? Well, I don't know if that's exactly accurate, but it feels like some people yeah, are going crazy. I have a crazy. tendency to believe him right about now. But, uh, uh, and as always, we want to thank all the listeners for tuning in to us. Uh, it's awesome that you're there, so thank you. And if you enjoy the show, something you can do for us is go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever platform you use. Give us a review. Give us five stars. Just say say something you like about the show. It doesn't matter. Say whatever you want. And the ratings and reviews really do help our podcast gain more attention and gain more listeners. It means more than you think, so please go ahead and do that for us. But, Dave, what do you say we get we get going? Let's do it. Uh, let's go uh, with our first story, and this is going to be about how the coronavirus has affected people, uh, well, has affected animals, because people have are on lockdown, and it's just a little, things are different. Yeah. Uh, when humanity is away, the animals come out to play. Uh, with much of the world driven indoors to social distance and quarantine themselves, some animals that aren't often seen in areas are coming out and wandering through neighborhoods and cities. <laughs> Uh, the animal they're exploring. Yeah. And in the Bay Area of California, gangs of wild turkeys are wandering around more than usual. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't even know turkeys were in there. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, wild boars have been romping through the deserted streets of Barcelona, Spain. Wow. 
And then in San Felipe, Mexico, a resident saw three raccoons playing on the beach, and he said that he's lived there for six years and never seen any raccoons there. Then at Nara Park, Japan, there are Sika deer, and they have grown accustomed to tourists lining up year-round to feed them rice crackers. Oh. Now that people haven't been feeding them, the deer have begun uh, wandering into the city looking for food. The deer have been spotted crossing city streets and walking through um, suburban areas, and they've even been going around eating people's potted plants. Oh, no. <laughs> then in Lopburi, Thailand, uh, the monkey population that lives all over the city, they pretty much live off humans, too. And some were spotted fighting over a cup of yogurt. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But just as many urban animals have adapted to live with humans, they're going to find a, they're going to find a way to adjust during this time. But yeah, yeah. there might be some struggles there in the beginning for yeah. these monkeys. Then in Venice, Italy, canals have been turned crystal clear after boat traffic has halted. Swans and fish are enjoying this enjoying the in the area and there have been fake stories i don't know if you've heard of it but there have been some fake stories come out stories that dolphins have returned to venice really yeah there was pictures unfortunately they're false they were taken off off somewhere else in the mediterranean i think oh and there was also reports of drunken elephants in china like they Uh. were eating something Weird. that gave them these drunk effects. And there was like a picture of them, like laying down, almost making a heart shape. Yeah. Well, that was false too. Oh. Anyway, the changes for animals are probably subtle though. Like foxes and coyotes may venture out more. Birds may uh, roam and hunt new pastures, but I can't see dramatic changes happening from this, but I, uh, but it's it's not going to be like an I am legend where Will Smith is hunting deer in a deserted city and yeah. you know downtown New York and then then a lion comes in and steals the deer from him. It's not <laughs> going to be like that anytime soon. Yeah. But as they say in Jurassic Park, life tends to find a way. Yeah. You know, I read something uh, that uh, uh, because they closed Ye- or not Yellowstone. No. Yeah. Sorry, it is yeah. Yellowstone. They closed Yellowstone down. And I read that now all the animals are in all the areas where people used to be there. Yeah, and they're like, man, cool. they are all over the place. So it would, if only we could go. Yeah, that'd be you cool. You could see so many right now. You could see a lot. But then they'd probably start going away again. But mm-hmm. yeah, they said there's more than they've ever seen. Yeah, right well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So uh, now since most places are closed down, that also includes zoos. So let's talk about zoos just for a minute. Oh, okay. But behind the scenes, zoos... Uh, zoo life continues. Keepers and vets are still caring for the animals. Some zoos have gone online to do live streaming for people to watch. Oh, that's cool. I, I've watched several vid- videos of zoos putting up videos of the animals. Some were pretty funny. Uh, one was uh, of uh, a keepers taking penguins on a field trip around the zoo. visiting. Oh, nice. They were visiting the other animals. Right on. It's always interesting to see animals reacting to each other. Yeah. When they... When they normally wouldn't meet. Yeah. Uh, from what I could find, it seems like zoos in the U.S. are doing okay financially right now. That's good. I don't know a ton about that. But some zoos around the world aren't in as good of shape. Mm. Some zoos are facing hardships in getting food supplies, water, and health care for the animals. 
one article I read was saying a zoo around in New, New Delhi, India, it, it wasn't doing so hot, and they was asking for people to bring food, whatever, oh. they, could, whatever they could to help feed the animals. Uh, I'm sure more information about that, about things like this, will come out as time goes by. That'll be good. Yeah. All right. Now, a very interesting thing. Earlier this month in April, a tiger named uh, Nadia, a Malayan tiger, had tested positive for COVID-19. Oh, really? This was at the Bronx Zoo in New York. Uh, New York is the hardest hit area in the U.S. for sure. But uh, Nadia, along with a few other tigers and lions, were showing symptoms. They're mostly a dry cough. And then Hmm. uh, Nadia tested positive. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, Fortunately, there is good news as Nadia and the other big cats are showing signs of improvement. And all are expected to make full recoveries. Well, that's so good. They're not, I guess the virus isn't killing tiger. I don't know. It's such a weird virus, man. Yeah, it is. There's so many new things. There's something new every day that comes out about I literally saw today that in, I think it was China, some guy got it and it turned his skin dark. What? I don't know if that's true or not, but... It's so weird. <laughs> that's something I read today. Yeah, so it's such it's a just confusing a very thing. weird yeah. virus. Because before they're like, oh, animals can't get it. Next thing you know, oh, wait, uh, tigers have it. So I guess animals can get it. Yeah. Kids can't get it. Next thing you know, oh, wait, uh, kids, kids, kids can't get, get it. it. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's ongoing. It's a mess. Nobody knows exactly, but it's a, it's a very weird virus. Yeah. So an animal that appears to be struggling in some areas are rats. I don't know if you've heard or anything about rats, but in New Orleans, rats are filling up the streets looking for food. There was a story on the news. It was like a nation. I can't remember who it was, but uh, talking about how on Bourbon Street, rats are coming out of the open looking for food way more than they used to. Normally, they uh, have plenty of food from what's thrown out by the restaurants there. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, but restaurants aren't open, so the rats are coming out of the alleys looking for food when they, wherever they can get oh, it. Oh boy! Um, there was on the news story. They were going down the streets, and they just turn turn the corner, and in the alley they see like a dozen rats just right there. Oh and, my goodness! Yeah, so they're everywhere there. Rat traps and bait have been set throughout the area in an effort to combat the rats. Mm. But yeah, big problem there. And then even crazier stories have come out of New York City. The lockdown has caused food to become scarce in the city. Oh, so man. these hungry rats have turned to gang warfare. Legit. <laughs> Gangs of rats have literally started fighting each other for territory. Oh my goodness. And not just that, they have even resorted to cannibalism. Oh, boy. Some have been caught eating their own young. Oh. Isn't that messed up? Yeah. Uh, Rats have been a notorious problem in New York, and now that they're desperate for food, it could get worse. Uh, Rats carry many diseases themselves. Yeah. Um, And there's I also saw a video of these two rats, like, fighting. It looked like they were boxing for a minute. Oh, really? Yeah. And then I saw this. I don't know where exactly. I think it came from New York City. But it was a rat. They Somebody put a camera by a trap. Uh-huh. But, so you literally see a rat use some kind of a stick, set the trap off, and then goes and eats the food. Oh, my goodness. Right? It was crazy. Wow. Yeah. Pretty wild stuff going on with rats right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, rodent control people are working to help cull the rat population in New York right now. Wow. 
a lot of wild things going on with animals and coronavirus. <laughs> and I'm sure much more will come out in the next few weeks and months, however long this thing lasts. Yeah. Gonna have, everything is an ongoing story right now. Yeah. So let's go to a story. This is a story about a plague. But it's not a plague like the coronavirus. This is a plague of locusts. Oh. I don't know if you've heard anything about this. No. What's going on? So this plague of locusts began earlier this year, and by February, it was already called the worst infestation in over 70 years. Wow. And it is happening in an already impoverished area of East Africa. This includes nations like Kenya, Ethiopia, Somalia, Uganda, oh, um, man. several others, and I think it even goes up into uh, the Middle East and like Yemen and Oman. Wow. But uh, waves and waves of locusts have hit these areas. Now, a single swarm can contain up to 150 million or more locusts per... So, 150 million locusts per square kilometer of farmland. So, an area about the size... This is is kind of weird how they explained it, but an area about the size of 250 football fields, to just give you an idea, there would be over 150 million locusts in that area. Wow. Even just a medium-sized swarm of the locusts can eat uh, eat the same amount of food as the entire population of Kenya. Wow. That's an, yeah, all of them just just gnawing down on the crops there. What a horrible time for that. Really? Yeah, it, it really is. And this was well this was before everything happened, but I I'll, I'll touch on a little okay. bit more about it. So, yeah, this was mostly earlier this year, but oh. it, it was really bad in February. Uh, food insecurity already threatens millions of people in the region. Now add in locusts eating their crops. That's terrible. Wow. Another 20 million people in the region are in danger of going hungry. Oh, no. Across the region, it has the potential to be the most devastating plague in memory. The United Nations is uh, doing what it can it uh, doing what it can to help. Uh, ground-based pesticide spraying is an ongoing effort. And uh, planes that are dumping the pesticides from the air is considered the only effective way to do it. Huh. The UN said it would begin testing drones equipped with mapping sensors to spray pesticides. Okay. That would be nice if that yeah. worked. The UN has asked for $76 million in immediate aid. And by mid-February, they had only gotten $20 million. Oh, gee. Uh, locust plagues have been a big problem for people since we started growing crops. I mean, it's, it's in the Bible, right? Yeah. So uh, the locusts causing this destruction are... The, the locusts that are causing this destruction are called desert locusts. They are known for their rapid reproduction and ability to migrate long distances with the wind. In quiet periods, they typically stay within deserts in Africa, but... Uh, has many, they have a lot of survival mechanisms that they use and survive in some of the harshest and remote parts of the world. Uh, prime conditions for them to reproduce happen when a desert area gets lots of rain. And this actually happened after a recent cyclone hit the area. Oh, yeah. I think there was actually like two two big storms that hit in a, in a window of time that made this be so big. Oh, and this is exactly what they need in order to lay eggs and breed. Oh, okay. And they, they reproduce rapidly. 
every three months. And in conditions like this, they can multiply by 400 times every six months. Wow. So they're just... That's crazy. Yeah, it really is. When numbers get like this, they must migrate in giant swarms that can darken the sky in order to find food. Gee. Conditions have, have to they they have to be just right for this type of thing to happen. And in the articles I was reading, there were some of them were blaming it on um, climate change because okay. of the big the frequency of the storms that are happening in, yeah. in East Africa. So. And um, this all I got all of this info on articles that were back in February, but uh, I did also look into. I was able to find some something new that uh, they wrote about it in April. So this was all before coronavirus. Okay. And very similar to coronavirus, there are big fears of a second wave of locusts. Oh man! Experts say a second wave of locusts is on its way, with some swarms twenty times the size of the first. Oh boy! Holy hell! Gee. Uh, many Africans view the locusts as way more destructive than the coronavirus, and there are predictions that the locust. Uh, plague might cause the coronavirus to spread even further as people mm. band together trying to fight off the swarms oh. from eating all their food. And now with travel restriction, restrictions, uh, it's pre- preventing the importation and deliver- delivery of urgently needed pesticides. Oh. And they're just getting it from every that angle, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, East Africa may be in big trouble as they fight a virus and locusts. Yeah. You know, they are uh, um, on the, if you, you know, they have, they have maps showing uh, uh, cases of COVID. There's none in, I haven't noticed any in Africa. They haven't had any yet. And I don't know if what it's mean? because. They've had cases in Africa. When? They've had cases in 180 plus countries and there's 196. So every you, country's had them. Almost every country. Africa was, Africa was empty. Um, I want to say. Is it Argentina? There were some more South South America. When was ones the last time you looked it? at the map, Dave? A couple weeks ago. <laughs> well, it's grown a lot since oh, then. It? Okay. It's hit, like I said, 183 countries, I think. So uh-huh. it's everywhere. Well, you know, with the locusts, they can at least use those to eat after they die as protein. You know? <laughs> just feast on locusts. They just they probably won't last. Wasn't as that long in a movie? The grain they would have. Wasn't that in a movie? Eating locusts? Oh yeah, on uh, Indiana Jones: Temple of Doom. No, I'm thinking of a different movie where yeah. the guy's like on a big horse race through the Sahara or oh, something. Was it Hidalgo? Yeah, okay. it was Hidalgo, and he had locusts to eat because he was going oh. hungry. But Well, they have them in, you know, those uh, bazaars. Um, they have them, like, well, some of them are chocolate dipped and whatnot, you know. But okay, I've got I have, I've seen that spiced as well. up and things that you just buy on the corner. Yeah, but. So it sounds like everyone will be selling those. <laughs> But yeah, there's an ongoing story here as well. So I'll keep my eye out for more info and maybe up, we can update people on okay. what's going on there. Pretty crazy stuff in Africa, though. Yeah. And so I found a pretty interesting article from, well, it's a new story now, but a pretty interesting article from Times of India. This was from around April 8th. And the article says that man-animal conflicts have uh, the rates have plummeted recently in India. Huh. India went on lockdown around March 24th. Okay. I don't know if you've seen anything from their lockdown. I mean, if you didn't even no. know Africa had cases by now. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't if you from their lockdown, but it was really crazy on how it went down. I saw videos of authorities 
punishing people for being out, like whipping them, beating Jeez. them. I even saw police punish people by making them do push-ups and squats. <laughs> Serious. Hey, at least they get a workout. There was also a mass migration of people leaving the city back to rural areas after the lockdown due to lack of work that was they had oh. there. But animal conflict incidents have apparently dropped since the lockdown happened. Stats from the okay, Koreyan, maybe that's how you say it. <laughs> Area was 60 incidents incidents from March 1st to March 23rd, and it has dropped to 12 incidents from March 24th to April 2nd. Now, in the Wayand Wildlife Sanctuary, from it went from 141 to 57 after lockdown. Then in Palakkad, I think that's how you say it. <laughs> It has dipped from 91 to 35 incidents. Oh. So the data collected be, the before and after lockdown is not for the same duration of time, oh. but the declining trend is perceptible. Okay. So it's a declining trend. And the reason for this is kind of obvious, I guess. People are staying at home, and they're not noticed going out to see the animals, mm. not noticing them as much. Uh, before lockdown, the mere presence of wild animals near human uh, habitations was reported as conflict. They counted that in a, okay. a stat. So now merely seeing an animal is not being reported as well. So it's kind of interesting on how that's working. Uh-huh. Uh, I got to thinking though, in areas like India, I'm a bit worried that since people are moving back to rural areas with no work, some may turn to poaching. Oh, I thought about that. I I don't know if it's happening or not, but it seems like it would. Yeah, especially so, if food it makes, starts to get food's scarce. Food's getting you know? scarce. People need food and to make money. Poaching is something that yeah. might that might become a problem there. Hmm. And it would be a big problem. Hopefully it doesn't happen, though. Only time will tell. But it is, that is something to worry about, I yeah. think. India's lockdown, and just to give some more information, India's lockdown has been extended to May 3rd as of now. Okay. Uh, one good thing about the lockdown, though, in there in India is the one positive effect is uh, pollution has gone way down in India. Hey. So, hey, that's something. Right? Yeah. I was thinking about that here, too. But, um, you know, at the same time, this is a time period here in, here in Utah where um, the air gets clearer anyways because we have more storms, you know, coming through and yeah. it clears it up usually around this time. But, you know, because and also since the temperature is rising. It's not the air's not so heavy, bringing it back into the valley all the time. So it's hard to tell yet, but it's been clear. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to tell for us. So let's get to a proper story fitting of how we normally do these episodes. And Dave, this story is a contender for craziest outcome that we've ever had in a story before. Oh, really? Yes, it's it's one of those stories that you just can't make up. Okay, I've been excited to tell you about this one. So we're going to go to Adams, Massachusetts. It's on the west side of the state. Kind of a smaller town. And this happened in February. And let's meet a 27-year-old man named Joshua Jadushing. Okay. I think. (laughs) People's names are hard. Yeah. Joshua lives with two adult male pit bulls in his apartment. 
The pit bulls are known to be aggressive. Okay, nervous already. One day, back in 2018, uh, they attacked someone, causing that person to receive medical attention. Mm -hmm. And apparently the dogs, well, in this story, so the dogs, they have now turned on Joshua. Oh my goodness. Joshua screamed for help as he tried to get away from his pit bulls. Jeez. A neighbor of Joshua heard the screams for help, and the, uh, the neighbor goes unnamed. But the, the neighbor rushed to his apartment to grab a, his crossbow that he has a license <laughs> for. He could hear Joshua saying, please shoot the dogs. Oh, my goodness. Now, the neighbor rushed to Joshua's apartment with his crossbow. And now Joshua is actually inside of a closed door. Like, he locked himself in a bathroom or something. And the dogs are outside the door. Okay? Oh, okay. And um, he opens, the neighbor opens up the door, sees it, and uh, Joshua's yelling, screaming. And kind of, he has to look up a flight of stairs. And the neighbor aims his crossbow at one of the dogs and fires. Okay? Uh-huh. The bolt of the crossbow pierces the nape of the dog's neck but also went through the closed door. Oh, no. Hits Joshua and kills him. Oh, no. <laughs> that is oh, insane, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, gee. Yeah. I don't know where it hit him and never said, but somehow that was enough to kill him. Oh, that's yeah. rolling a one on a D20, isn't it? Uh, it? But bolts from a crossbow are very powerful, like way, a lot more powerful than you think. You know, like in uh, Walking Dead, how Daryl has his crossbow and he'll, yeah. he'll shoot like a zombie in the head. Take it out. And the bolt sticks. Yeah. No, that's not accurate at all. The bolt would go straight through that zombie's head. Yeah, we had someone had one of those uh, when I was growing up, and they'd go down behind the swamp we had and uh, shoot. And they'd, they'd shoot it in a tree. Boom. And it, the first one they did, they're like, let's, let's just try this out. They did it. It sunk. The bolt was halfway into, into the tree. The tree. And, so they're oh, I can't even get it out. So yeah. <laughs> they lost the bolt on the first one. <laughs> it's just too much. Yeah, and bol- bolts will go through, they'll go through deer. Yeah, there. Yeah, they'll go through when you're hunting with one. They they'll go through almost always. I think even with a regular bow, uh-huh. the expect the arrow to go through. Yeah. So very There's strong. A lot of power with those, yeah. Well, this bolt went through went through a dog, then a wood door. Jeez. Like look at your door. Like that's pretty thick. Yeah. Right? Went through a wood door and then hits Joshua and kills him. Oh man. So police were called, and it sounds like the. The dog that got shot didn't die immediately. Oh. So when police arrived, the dogs turned their aggression to the officers. One dog died in the apartment. Um, The other ran out and down the street before being shot by another officer. The dog was shot five times before it died. Oh, my goodness. Uh, police are now when police were going through, they also found an unarmed, unharmed child in a nearby room. Wow. So maybe that's why he was saying kill the dogs because he didn't want anything to happen to the child. Yeah. Uh, police are investigating Joshua's death or they're, they're kind of ruling it as an accident and it's unlikely any criminal charges will be filed against the neighbor. Oh, that's good. Which, yeah, he, sound everything I've gathered that was just a freak accident. Yeah. Oh man, I'm sure he feels horrible. I could, I could just see this though. 
you know, the guy's like, help, help. And he's like, it is time. Puts down his D&D set and grabs his cloak and his <laughs> crossbow. <laughs> Samuel gets the bolt. It's like, whew. dogs run off. And he goes, don't worry, I have saved thee. He opens the door. Oh. oh. <laughs> the guy's just like, <laughs> his body's against the wall with the arrow holding yeah. him up. That's the other Oh, funny. man. No, but it's serious. It's, yeah, that would be horrible. Yeah. It's I a chain of very unfortunate uh, circumstances. Yeah. But isn't yeah. that, that's, that's nuts. That is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Though, accidentally get shot by a crossbow meant to kill your dogs <laughs> who are after you. Bolt goes through the door and kills you. That Nobody would ever guess that's how they, how they die. If you had to no. guess, I would, this would never even come up at all. So I take it he only had one bolt because it seemed like he had to wait for cops after the first well, one. Well, he only shot one bolt. And I don't know if, he, I don't know if he knew that he hit the guy because he heard a scream. Oh. I don't know exactly when. All the things that went oh, down, but yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that is that crazy. might be one of our craziest stories <laughs> that we've covered. Huh? Yes. Wow, that <laughs> is crazy. All right, so this next story isn't an attack story, but it's pretty interesting and gross. Oh, but I know you're gonna like it, Dave. This was in mid to late February when it was happening, uh, and for a lot of strange. For a lot of strange and gross stories that we cover, many of them happen in uh, Florida. <laughs> exactly, Florida, the uh, butthole of America. <laughs> I'm kind of kidding. <laughs> uh, during this time in February, do you know what uh, season it is there in Florida? Uh, no. Well, Dave, it is snake orgy season. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you, you mean you didn't know that? I should have known. <laughs> I just missed it too. We were there in January. <laughs> so every spring, the water snakes of Florida slither out of their waterside trees to look to get their freak on. <laughs> now the snakes are harmless and not venomous. Both are, uh, both of the species there, there's two species. One of them is the banded water snake and then also the brown water snake. Huh. They're the ones who enjoy these orgies. Okay. At Lake Hollingsworth, kind of a small lake in central Florida, visitors reported seeing so many coiled piles of snakes that the local parks and rec department had to cordon off parts of the lake and post a warning. <laughs> uh, if I saw that warning, I don't know if, if I would like... Nope, not going in there. Or if it'd be like, I am too curious. I got to check this. I got to see what a snake orgy is. snake burning man. I don't know if I should go or not. <laughs> well, so Dave, because I know this is your favorite topic, animals having sex, right? <laughs> Guess what I did? What? I looked up how snakes do it. <laughs> Are you interested? Yeah, you got a crazy search history now, don't you? <laughs> I do. Yeah, my search history is very weird. Uh, so when males catch the pheromone scent of a female... They will swarm over her, right? Huh. Forming a mating ball. Now, I don't know if it's mu as much an orgy as it is a gangbang. <laughs> I don't know that exactly. But huh. anyway, within the snake ball, each male tries to put... Um, okay. <laughs> within the snake ball, each male will try his best to get the female to open her snake vagina so he can insert his snake penis. I didn't know they had one. Does it? Well, I I, you got, it. oh, you're gonna be even. They don't just have one. So I'm, oh my goodness! <laughs> but Dave, uh, I, yeah. So I, 
Your other favorite topic is learning about different animal penises. You ready to learn about snake penises? Okay. Male snakes have two penises. That is weird. But they can only use one at a time and appear to favor one over the other, similar to people being right or left-handed. Interesting. Now, if uh, humans, maybe that's what they were. Maybe snakes evolved their hands to, <laughs> to, to having penises. <laughs> uh, so, if humans had two penises, people would ask you. So, uh, you left or right penis? <laughs> I'd be like, oh, solid lefty. The righty can't even. Basically useless. <laughs> but uh, a snake could. So, a snake can mate with one female, then quickly mate with another female using the other penis. Wow. Not like a human where he needs at least 20 minutes of rest in between. (laughs) (laughs) So um, if a female has more than one partner, she can actually store the sperm for over a year. And somehow, so she's got different different male sperm in there. She can somehow decide which one to use and to fertilize her eggs. Wow. Don't ask me how. That is crazy. Yes. And Dave, that is how some species of snakes do it. That's crazy. Don't burn that into your memory. <laughs> That's so weird. Maybe she ha- maybe she stores them. He's like, okay, next one to actually call me gets this one I'm gonna choose. You know, uh, see if you remember my birthday. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for these Florida water snakes, they will give birth around summertime. Both species bear live young. And give birth to 60 babies at a time. Wow. So there's going to be a lot of new babies, I imagine, coming this summer here in Florida. Yes. That's crazy. Watch out for those lakes. Yeah. And there's um, not all snakes do it like this. There's different for, uh, I know like anacondas do it. They do like mating balls too. Oh, really? That must be huge. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be a massive mating ball. Wow. And then there's other snakes do things differently. And I was I was reading and it was kind of saying how snakes males will fight fight each other. Uh-huh. So that what they'll stand up with their necks, right? And they basically they're it's basically them arm wrestling each other. Oh, cool! With just with their necks too. <laughs> and this, nice. And they're not like super, they're not violent either. One just wins, the other loses. Type okay. Of so, yeah, pretty interesting snake is. stuff, isn't it? Yeah. I knew you'd like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Dave, you have a story for us, so why yeah. don't you go? Okay. So, my story will involve one of our old friends. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Rabies. Hey. That's right. right. So, anyway, this takes place in Arizona. This is kind of a two-puncher. Um, there were two animal attacks in Arizona, March 5th. Um, there was a, a skunk that bit somebody um, that was down in uh, Santa, I believe it was Santa Rita's in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a fox that bit someone in Sabino Canyon. Oh, I sorry. I got that wrong. No, I did get that right. That's how it is. Sabino Canyon. Sorry. Jeez. Mixing them up. So and come, come to find out they both had rabies. Ooh. So they, they had to get, they had to get, uh, um, the vaccine, the vaccine for it, yeah. So, but they had the the fox one. They actually have more of the story on mm-hmm. that one. So that's kind of the one I'm going to go with. So there was a guy named uh, Greenwell. He's running up the a trail. It's a normal run that he he likes to do. So he's running there. It's kind of a I don't know how you explain him. You you would know it here in Utah. They have a lot of natural parks mm-hmm. or or 
trails kind of in around in nature around the yeah. mountains and stuff it's typical here and, and they have that in arizona so he's running through and uh all of a sudden he sees a fox and uh he says uh it didn't i knew it didn't intend on letting me by because it beelined straight for him and so his fight or flight kicks in he's like so i just booked it so he starts running and he noticed it's it's coming it's after him. Him. and it started nipping at him so he's like now Ooh. my flight turned into fight so he starts kicking at it to get yeah. him off of him um, so, and all it did was just kind of keep him at bay a little bit. So he's like, shoot. So fine. He's just like, he, he kept coming at me. So eventually it just, I had to kill it with a big rock. Oh, so you did grabbed a big rock and killed it. Yeah. So, and he had bite marks on his leg. They, mm. they showed him. So the Arizona game and it was a game and fish department. Uh, they came and, and checked it all out and they had him tested. Like, yeah, he had rabies. He's like, and so once again, they, they kind of then give their, uh, um, recommendations you know be careful he's like if an animal if a wild animal is coming to you there's something wrong that's not that's pretty unusual yeah, especially something like a fox or a yeah. skunk something something that doesn't usually attack yeah. people yeah so they're like just try and stay away you know in those cases you can't really do anything about that that's they're coming at you it's coming you know? at you yeah but they're like don't go near a dead animal don't let your animals go near a dead animal mm-hmm. that, which is a big one because they can contract it that way too so that's just again some uh, reminders for you when you see that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, the rabies, it's it's around. Yeah, and it's still deadlier than COVID. You know, it's well, it's a hundred percent deadlier. <laughs> However, we do have a vaccine. Uh, that's true. Yes. Yeah, rabies is still one of those super strange virus. You know, it's funny because every because now when I start seeing situations with because you know it's mainly bats, foxes. Uh, uh, what were the other big ones? Skunks. Well, things like yeah, that wild are kind ones, of the big yeah. carriers, carriers you got to watch out for. Around thinking, here, yeah. Yeah, you start thinking, oh, gee, man, I better be careful. You know, <laughs> right? start thinking about as a kid and everything. You're like, no, nah, no, nah, you don't have to think of it because you, you you never hear of it, you know. But mm-hmm. it's just one of those one in a million things yeah, that well, can I mean, oddly happen. Dogs and cats are the main one. Not really around here in the okay, U.S., yeah. but in worldwide they are. But anyway, I was uh, at my house and... There's a cat that's been coming around frequently, but the first time it came out, I was like, "What if this stupid cat's got rabies? <laughs> like, I don't want to touch it." But then, it, but then it, it came up to me and did like rubbed on your leg, oh, and so yeah. I was like, "Okay." <laughs> and so I was petting it, and it would. It was. It's the friendliest cat I saw it today. Nice. Actually, it's. Like, I like. I like it when it comes by. Right on. All right, good one, Dave. It's always nice to see. Well, not nice to see a rabies case, but it, it is. <laughs> All right, so for our next story, we go to early February, and we go to Uganda, Africa. Okay. Uh, It's a pretty small country east of the Congo, and a country affected by the locusts, too. Okay. But this isn't about locusts. Uh, Let's go to... All right. Nganga. (laughs) M-G-A-H-I-N-G-A. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> Gorilla National Park, okay? Okay. Uh, living in the park is a family of mountain gorillas, about oh. 17 of them. They are known as the Herwa family. Uh, mountain gorillas are a subspecies of gorilla that live at elevations of eight to 13,000 feet. Wow. Now, in, in, in around in the Congo area basin. And there are only around a thousand of them in the wild. Wow. And sadly, four gorillas were killed 
all at the exact same time. Huh. Three adult females and one male infant died when they were struck by lightning. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, lightning strikes are a total freak accident thing to happen. Yeah. But not actually not as uncommon as you'd think for animals to be killed by lightning strikes. Dave, I don't know if you remember, we covered a story, the ep- the, like episode 43, I think. The reindeer? <laughs> something like that, yeah. Yeah. Where um, there were over 300 reindeer that were killed by one lightning strike in Norway. That's crazy. That was like back in 2016, I think. Oh, was it? Okay. So after... And after an, an initial lightning strike, electrical energy zips through the ground and can be absorbed by any animals standing nearby. Ah. The energy travels up one leg, through the body, and out the other leg. Ooh. So animals with a large separation between their feet uh-huh. may suffer more than, say, like a small, compact animal. Yeah. So this is uh, called a ground current when this happens. This okay. is what the most deadly thing is. Um, in recent decades, uh, mountain gorilla populations have plummeted in fear uh, or in face of disease, war, unchecked hunting, and habitat destruction. By 2008, there were only 680 individuals that were alive. Wow. But thanks to some conservation efforts, by 2018, the population grew to over a 1,000. And they were actually upgraded from critically endangered to endangered. Okay. Uh, however, like, the deaths of four gorillas is actually, think about it, that's a significant loss. Yeah. Say there's only a 1,000 and you lose four, that's a significant loss. Yeah. Especially when, you know, one of them was an infant, you know, part of the yeah, posterity. Yeah, one of them, the three breeding the... females. Yeah. That's another big part. Uh, um, in good news, the remaining 13 gorillas in the Herwa family appear to be healthy and doing well. Oh, that's good. But, yeah, sad to lose four gorillas in such a freak accident. Yeah. And doing this, I was thinking, like, we, we haven't covered apes before. Yeah, we have We haven't. I don't... We will, for sure. We're definitely okay. cover apes. I really like... Uh, gorillas and i especially like orangutans i think orangutans are awesome yeah. chimpanzees scare the hell out of me <laughs> so but we will do probably i don't know we'll do an uh, ape series maybe okay something yeah, like good. that but yeah, yeah we'll definitely cover apes sometime soon okay all right and i've got one more story for us this episode uh we go to loveland colorado around march 10th now, officers are called to a neighborhood after a call for a call of a mountain lion attack. Officers tried to contain the cat, and a resident of the neighborhood started recording what was going on right now. And that's when a, the cougar attacked a deputy, knocking her over and biting at her head. Ooh. And you can see it on the video. Ooh. I know you knew about this story, but yeah. did you see the video at all? I, oh, I saw a picture of it. Okay. Yeah, you can see the, the cougar attacker uh, mm. in the video. One officer kicked the cougar off of her while others shot at it and missed, but they scared it away. Uh, deputies followed it to a nearby home where a Colorado Parks and Wildlife game warden shot and killed the cougar. Oh. So this cougar actually attacked someone before officers arrived as well. But I couldn't find any info on that attack. Uh, the oh. deputy... I heard I had 
I got a little bit on okay, it. Okay, go. Um, it was a delivery driver. Oh. was talking to a, just a you know neighbor, I guess someone he was delivering to. He was talking to him, and uh, they were just t- there, and he noticed, the delivery driver noticed it come around his delivery truck mm-hmm. and came at him, but got the, the guy he was talking to. Oh, okay. He's like, oh, crap. So he got him, and they, they were trying to get it off. And then it finally ran off, and that's when they called the. And then it, okay, so that's how. Deputies, I'm yeah. glad you read this one too, because yeah. I didn't know that. <clears throat> but yeah, the, they will also they're the both of the the deputy and the person who were attacked were taken to a hospital. Both only had minor injuries, and they were also going to check and see if the cougar had any diseases. They, po- they did. They, okay, you got that. Wow. Yeah. Jeez, was, you should you should have done this story. <laughs> yeah, it came two days later after those. I think it was on the sixteenth was the article. Okay, it tested positive for rabies. It did it. Yeah. Okay, I think mine mine must have been a later or earlier. Yeah. Article. So yeah. you found a later one that is it did test for rabies. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. That's that's not. So it makes sense. That's why I mean it attacked. Why it was and, acting oddly. Yeah. yeah. Geez, rabies back again. Yeah. Good job, Dave. Yeah. They said it was a ninety-seven pound cougar. They, ninety-seven. They that's yeah. that's pretty good. Not as big as a human though, but no, but that's still, still a pretty good size. It's got cat. teeth and yeah, teeth and those claws are pretty powerful. I mean, cougars can get bigger, but that's yeah. uh, around a hundred pound is pretty. Yeah. Mm. So it kind of makes sense that it had rabies because it's it was smaller and attacking something. You know, humans are larger; they're bigger. Yeah, and the, they're bigger and the than a cat just that size. Especially when there's others. It, it, it actually think about it, it. It attacked two people in the first attack yeah. because there's two people there. Yeah. So it's a very odd behavior. Yeah. So that you can kind of tell that something's wrong with it at yeah. that point. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you looked that up. Yeah. Uh, so. I got a little bit more on. So in Colorado, since 1990, there have been a total of 22 cougar attacks, including three fatalities. Ooh. Uh, three of these attacks happened in 2019 alone. Oh, wow. So attacks are on the rise. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, last, last year, an eight-year-old boy was seriously injured by a cougar who was, and the boy was just playing outside on his trampoline when he was attacked. Oh, wow. Also, last year, we had the story of the man who suffocated the cougar with his foot. Yeah. And then we found out it was like a, a young, very young cougar, and it was a lot smaller oh. than anticipated. It wasn't a 97-pound cougar. It was like <laughs> a maybe 30-pound. Yeah. So, eh, still give him credit, because he's doing that to survive, yeah. obviously. So. But it it honestly seems, I don't know if you've noticed, Dave, but we have like a cougar attack or some kind of cougar story almost every time we do one of these episodes. That's true, yeah. Uh, like, we definitely need to do an episode on cougars sometimes. Yeah. We, we, we will. It's in the books. But, um, yeah, it seems like their cougar attacks are on the rise. Yeah. A lot. And they're happening in California, Colorado, mm-hmm. all over the West. Yeah. Uh, we had We've covered one here. Uh huh. Yeah, we did. So yeah. yeah, cougars are really adaptable animals, and they can live in a lot of different um, circumstances. But yeah, cougars are awesome too. I really like yeah. cougars. Yeah. We will do an episode on them sometime. Yeah, we covered a recent one uh, that I was actually here in Bountiful. Remember, it wasn't an attack on an animal or on, oh, on yeah. a human, but it was yeah, right here in the city deer. where we we are in, currently in right yeah. now, where a, a home camera caught a cougar eating a deer in their in their like. Yard, front yeah, yard. it was in their yeah. front yard, yeah. So that's pretty nice. <laughs> so, so, yeah, they're right here, yeah. Uh, but Dave, that is going to wrap up the episode. Uh, not as many attack stories on this edition, 
but uh, once lockdown stops, I'm sure there'll be more. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I enjoyed these stories and hope everyone else did as well. And as for next episode, it is undecided. Oh. I have not decided what we're going to cover next. So it literally could be anything. I thought, I thought of a couple, like I was thinking maybe anacondas. Um, okay. I've also wanted to do one on invasive species. I've talked about that before. Okay. But my leader right now was covering a bunch of ice age animals. Covering? Like talking about different ice age oh, animals really? like yeah. mammoths. And, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And a bunch of different like cave hyenas and stuff. That would be neat. So we might do that. Uh, it's kind of undecided. Okay. But yeah, anything could happen next week. Uh, no shout outs this week, unfortunately, Dave. Unless you count the guy who gave us one stars and said that we are awful. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll give you a shout out. No, <laughs> yeah, so we got one guy who really does not like us. Oh, ah, that's all right. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but if you want to be better than that guy and you want to be uh, contributors <laughs> to the show, Dave, what can people do for us? Go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, say something you like about the show. You know, it really helps us out. It helps us gain more listeners. You know, um, if you want to become an even more awesomer, better person to, who, to help us out, you can go to uh, PayPal or uh, Venmo and uh, make a little donation. Yes, you can. I am still furloughed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, you can go to PayPal. You can find us by our email, forceofnaturepod at gmail.com, or on Venmo on my personal account, Matthew-Hamilton-51. And all that info is on the description below. And to all the listeners, feel free to contact us if you ever want us to. If you ever want to tell us a cool animal-related story of you or someone you know, or if you want to suggest an episode idea for us, and maybe we'll do it next week if you suggest an episode hmm. idea. Or if you just want to ask a question or say hi, please feel free. You can email us or message us on Facebook. Also help us grow by recommending us to family and friends. Tell them we're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google. We're on all the platforms we need to be on. Now, Dave, do you have anything else to add? No, I'm good. All right. Well, maybe if we do anacondas, you'll learn more about snake penises there. <laughs> I knew. Yeah. <laughs> if they roll up into a ball, I'd be so tempted just to push it down a hill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Professor Cheetor, do you have anything else to say? Mm, so some dickhead gave you only one star. Well, that's twice as many as I'd give you. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, thanks for that, you know, Professor. I'm to hate Cheetors or Cheetahs. <laughs> the whole Cheetor family. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is Force of Nature Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends. Be a part of building us up. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.